I know I'm crazy. I sang, I rehearsed, and now I'm going to give you what God has, on my, has put on my heart to share with you today. I'm crazy. Pretty sure that each and every Sunday after um, rehearsal and worship and our time together, I put about 8,000 steps on my, uh, my little Apple Watch here. <laughs> Um, but I knew I was going to sing my heart out there with you just as much as I was going to do it up here this morning. So why not do it with the group? Because I've missed it so much. So anyway, if you don't know me, my name is Jimaline. I am the worship arts director here at Chapel. And most of you know that I'd much rather be singing here this morning instead of talking. <laughs> Um, but that's okay. Pastor John and our Heavenly Father had different plans. So for that, I'm grateful to have this opportunity to share with you. I remember sitting in my office after Pastor John had sent me that email. <clears throat> I got an email just about a year ago also to do it. But that was easy because it was during times we weren't meeting and I could just record it and I could press at delete Recorded, no, 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 start over. I can't do that today. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but I remember sitting in my office praying, God, you are going to have to make it so very clear to me that June 13th is when, you, I, June 13th is the day that was presented to me, that June 13th, Lord, is when you want me to preach. Very clear, very, very, very clear. It was going to have to be a sign. Huge. And uh, I continued to pray, and not very long after, it wasn't very long, I, he just popped, he put into my brain and on my heart, you're going to do this. And the title being Step Into a New Day. Now, that probably doesn't mean a lot to you, but to me, I knew exactly what he was asking me to share with you all today. And I can tell you, I was like, really? No! I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't think I'm supposed to do that. Yeah, it was very obvious that's what I was supposed to do. It was already written on a piece of paper. And I was like, Lord, this is personal. Lord, this is, this is me raw and broken. And I just thought, really, really? Again, could you make it really clear that this is what I'm supposed to do? So... That was about a month ago, and uh, it continued, step into a new day, step into a new day. Okay, I get it. So um, tears had come to my eyes at that point, and I just thought, this is going to be, this is scary. This is not easy, it's scary, but here we go. We're going to jump into it. So God has been asking me to jump out of my comfort zone especially this last year. I don't know it's about you, but I like comfort. I like being comfortable, cozy, things that are familiar and known. Who else? Comfortable? You like it? We like familiar. Most of us do. Ah, I don't... I can actually be known to get a little agitated when that comfortable changes or I'm being asked to move. Uh, you could just ask my husband, right? <laughs> 
So I thought I'd do a little research on the word comfortable, so I looked it up in the dictionary. I don't know about you, but I have not looked in the dictionary in a while. And, and the dictionary being on the computer, right? So you're, I went to the known dictionary. I went to the Webster dictionary. But this is what I got for comfortable. Affording or enjoying contentment and security. Number two, free from vexation and doubt. Three, free from stress and or tension. Not gonna lie, sounds great, right? It's pretty great. I was really actually surprised by the definition because that is not what I anticipated. I don't even really actually know what I was looking for, but that, that was not it. Talked about being comfortable with money, a worry-free lifestyle, an undistracted thought life. Again, sounds pretty great. But this definition is not one of God. In Isaiah 43, God is reminding the Israelites, actually in 42, God is reminding the Israelites to listen to him and reminding them in 43 who their Savior is. They had forgotten. They had gotten comfortable in their routine. They had forgotten the one true God. Isaiah 43, 18 through 19 specifically. Love this verse. Remember, not the former things, nor consider the things of hold, or, or hold on to those. Behold, this is the exciting part. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not see it? Can you feel the excitement in that last verse? Because I do. Do you not perceive it? Something new is going to happen. For some of you, I probably sparked just a little fear, maybe? Just to think what could be, what could be coming. Again, I like comfortable. I like routine. However, the God had different plans this last year. So just about a year ago, literally about short a month, Brett and I had, this is the hard part, you all, Brett and I had some conversation about our marriage and the different places we seem to be at in our relationship. Our marriage was not bad. It was good. It was not horrible. There were not horrible things happening. Um, But our marriage could have been even better. It wasn't the dream marriage that it could be. And Brett saw that. I'm not going to lie, I knew it deep down, deep down. But see, I was comfortable hanging out where I was. I felt safe, protected there, which is really kind of sick. But (laughs) I liked it there. I, I realized, I think for me, fear had taken hold. I didn't recognize it at the time, but I definitely can name that fear now. A fear of growing a fear of going into the unknown. Because we all know growing in those areas, it's not easy. It's not easy, period. And most often, it's not fun. It is seriously hard work. In order to learn and grow, I knew then I had to leave that comfort zone. So I think Pastor John mentioned a few weeks ago the captain who burned the ships, 
think so? I think so. Um, so the worship leader in me absolutely needs to bring up one of my favorite songs and one of my favorite groups. The group is for King and Country, one of my favorite. And the song, Burn the Ships. I love it. I love the song. I can tell you, you can see me pull in and if Burn the Ships or anything from King and Country is on the radio, you'll hear it blasting from my car and wonder, what the heck is she doing in her car? <laughs> She's just praising God and rejoicing. Um, so this song, not only are the words amazing, you could totally listen to the song and it'll tell you a story with its percussion and it's just incredible music. Um, but the group shares a bit of the history on this song. There was an explorer going to a new land. When he arrived on the shore, he called everybody off the ships. Hey, he said, let's go explore the land and see what there is to be seen. Let's go see something new. Let's get, take an adventure. All the men were terrified of going into of the unknown. He realized that even though those boats were grimy, stinky, because they'd been on them for a long time, grimy, stinky, laden with disease, and small, that these men wanted to stay on those boats because it was familiar and comfortable. I was comfortable because of the familiar. I'd become comfortable with the small, the stinky, the grimy, the diseased place I was hanging out in without even knowing it. Most of us don't even know we're there until we're called to do something different. I had allowed the devil to convince me that it was the perfect place to be. I had become chained to the comfortable. I'd gotten used to the shame, the discouragement, the lack of life. Blech. It's not a pretty picture. I realized later, and my family will totally get this, and some of you too will, I had lost my sparkle. It was dim. Maybe it wasn't all the way out. It just wasn't what it could be. So let's go back to that captain. The next morning, that captain had a plan. He called those crews out to the shore again. When all the sailors were on land, he gives the command, burn the ships. Can you imagine the shock and turmoil in those sailors as they watched their home, their comfort zone burn up in flames? I can picture some trying to work their way out to there just to find nothing left. The captain continued, we are not going to retreat, he said. We are going to move forward in our lives. We are going to explore the new world and all it has to offer. Isaiah 43, 19 again. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Can you see it? I saw a glimmer of hope in the thought of pursuing some marriage coaching that presented it, it to us. Uh, <laughs> My words got all confused. Um, so marriage coaching had presented itself to us. And uh, Brett had kind of sought 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 it out. I think Brett was not only excited, of course he was, but thoroughly shocked when I jumped in with both feet after some conversation with one of the coaches. They literally met with us while they were in Cancun or somewhere like that. And he had the beautiful ocean behind him. And I was like, yes, we'll do it. Do I get to come and be with you on the ocean? No. Uh, 
That was God in that moment, for sure. I knew, no, no, I shouldn't say it that way. I had faith God would not only provide the funds to enter into an intensive eight weeks of coaching, but that he was going to do a work in me. And I just didn't know how I was going to do the work, that hard work. So I remember the first session. We were asked, it was our first assignment. We had to give our coaches a bit of history about ourselves um, as you know, children, as growing up, before our marriage, after our marriage, to current day. Oh my gosh, I couldn't even write the words on the paper for that subject. I doubted myself so much, like, what am I writing? Is, this, is it okay? <laughs> I just questioning myself always. Um, but I thought, if this is hard, boy, am I in for a surprise. I remember sharing a bit about the journey Brett and I were on with a friend. Um, she and her husband were kind of going through the same thing and, and been married for many years, just like us. And uh, she warned me, this is going to be hard work. It's going to be really hard. And guess what? I was like, what? There are going to be lots of tears. I'm like, oh, <laughs> lots of tears, man. But was she right? Yeah, she was totally right. This journey into a new world was almost foreign to me at this point. I'd become so comfortable, and as I mentioned earlier, in the place the devil had convinced me was so perfect. I learned how to shame myself so um, kind of sly-like that you didn't really notice it. I am to the point I didn't even know I was doing it any longer. I can honestly say at this point that I could not fully love myself. Ouch. That's a hard thing to say, but I think when I look back, it's what I realized. Because in those weeks of coaching, I had to literally learn a new language. And new languages aren't fun. They're hard. They're hard. My husband speaks fluent Spanish, and I just can't even do it. (laughs) I could try. It's hard work. I probably could if I did it, really worked on it. But I was learning a new language, a language of not shaming myself, but loving myself. I was relearning God's language. See, God's language is all about love. It's kindness. It's peaceful, because in the familiar and the comfortable, it is not peaceful, even though you think it is. It's not. His language is words of affirmation. It is not a language of shame, guilt, and kindness, or discouragement. It's all about love. Psalm 139.14 is part of that language of God. And a reminder to me that I am his child and how he loves me. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know that full well. His works are wonderful. I am wonderfully made. You are wonderfully made. You are a child of God. How he adores us. It takes strength and courage to do what Brett and I did. Not my strength and not my courage. Joshua 1, 9 Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. 
Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. This is a verse that I have known for a long time. It's probably one of the first verses I learned as a child after John 3.16, right? Um, I can tell you it is written on my heart. I may not always know where it's written, but it is on my heart. But I remember the command and the promise. I can be courageous. I can be strong. I can do that hard work. Why? Because God with me is with me wherever I go to help me face those battles with strength and courage. And I'm telling you, the battle was real. It was downright war zone times every once in a while. Now, I know what you all are thinking, not with my husband, not with my husband. We had incredible conversation, right? Yep, got a thumbs up. <laughs> but uh, the battle was with the darkness that had overcome me in certain areas of my life, and I needed to fight it off. So 12 weeks, actually remember I said it was an eight-week program? Yeah, 12 weeks for me. And I can laugh at that, no shaming in it at all. It took me 12 weeks because I was learning this new language. I had to process because just the little hard work once a week was not working for me. I needed the intense therapy. <laughs> so 12 weeks of a boatload of tears, a new language, literally switching on of my brain to literally flip-flop years of thinking a certain way. Really hard work. It was a daily battle for me, literally, in multiple times sometimes. Each day I had to choose familiar and comfortable, back there, or do the hard work that was going to transform not only me, but our marriage. Guess what? Isaiah. 43. Behold, I am doing a new thing, and now it springs forth. Do you not see it? So going back to my favorite song earlier, Burn the Ships, the chorus is my favorite part of the song. I know you all are thinking, why aren't we singing that song today, right? Yeah, yeah, figured. Darn. Um, the words go like this. Step into a new day. Hello? Okay, Lord. We can rise up from the dust and walk away. We can dance upon our heartache. So light a match. Leave the past. Burn those ships. And don't you look back. So I'm here before you today, and I can tell you 100%. I don't live, well, almost 100%. I don't live where it's comfortable anymore. Because you know what? I can't say 100%. I am not perfect. God knows that. I will not be perfect until the day I die. He is why I can step into a new day. He brought me through that desert. He brought the sparkle back into my life. I look forward to doing with him, doing a new thing. I am curious which I think is a huge thing. I am curious and in great expectation of what he is going to spring forth in that new day. I'm pretty sure you have heard me quote, even this morning, 
Psalm 1:18:24. Okay, how many of you know that I have used this verse over and over and over again in the last year? It comes up. Oh, I should tell you what the verse is first, right? Ah, <laughs> this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it over and over and over again, right? A reminder, Sunday mornings, because guess what? I have claimed this day as his. It's not mine. It is me being curious and in great expectation as to what he's going to do. Totally lost my place. Oh, after burying my heart and soul like I did this morning, you know now why I have claimed that verse. See, I have a choice to hang out in the comfortable, remember? Or I can choose God and step into a new day with him. No matter what it brings, no matter my circumstances, God has prepared me for it. He has helped me to learn how to find joy in all of it and to give him all praise. So most of you know I've had crazy complications the last few weeks after what should have been a very simple procedure. But what they had done is they put something else into my body. And my body wanted to reject it. So literally for two weeks, after the crazy um, side effects of a, a horrible drug um, caused some neurological stuff, <laughs> the day after the procedure when I should have been feeling great, right? Um, just, just crazy stuff. Three trips to the ER within a week. It's just not fun. But... It was discouraging, for sure, right? Frustrating, yep. Wearing, not only on my body, but my brain. (laughs) And I can tell you through those weeks, I was still able to wake up and claim, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I even remember at one point having to say it over and again, Lord, I know this is your day. I know it is. And your sweet encouragement that you either sent me or texted me, whatever, it helped. I can tell you that 100%. I claimed his promise that he was doing a new thing. Can you see it? It was hard, I'm not going to lie. But that was the devil trying to discourage me, right? He was all over it. He knew I was preaching June 13th. He knew that was the plan. Whatever was going to come, he would be with me. He would help me to be strong and courageous, and he did. Are you curious to know what he has in store for you today? Are you ready to step into a new day? Do it with me. I can tell you it's way better on the other side. (laughs) Isaiah 43, 18, 19, one more time. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of hold. Don't hold on to those. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not see it?